Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hey, before we get started, if you have been loving this podcast and if it has been adding to your life, there are actually two ways that you can support it and just keep the love and flowing, okay? The first one is to make sure that you subscribe and leave a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you are listening, and I'll just make sure more people get to hear it as well. The second way is to hop over to Patreon, the link will be in the show notes, and you can choose to donate whichever amount feels good for you. And that'll help with stuff like making sure the podcast is hosted so you can log in and listen each week. Um, the website, all the good stuff that goes into this getting into your ears. So if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Let's start the episode. Let's talk about incongruency in dating. So Sometimes, depending on where we're at in our season or our beliefs about whether or not we'll find what we're looking for, we might start giving off some kind of gross energy, giving off energy that is not in alignment with what we're saying we want, or our actions and the way that we are approaching dating is not in alignment with what we say we want. It can look so many ways. So for example, if you are wanting someone who is very intentional, who's a good communicator, who is expressive about their thoughts and ideas, you cannot stand back and be a bystander in that conversation. You just can't. It'll, it'll create a pattern or a dynamic in the communication that just, it's almost like your side of it can sometimes drag that down. To which you might say, but they did it first, okay? Let's just become so anchored, so centered in who you want to be that it doesn't matter how the other person is showing up. You are going to, um, is the word emulate? (laughs) You are going to give off the energy that you hope for from someone else. So how does that look practically? If someone asks you, what do you do for work? You have a couple options here. You could just say something like, I'm an accountant. Or you could provide information about, hey, this is kind of what I do. I um, really love this part of my job. I got into it because of this. You see that? And then there's a space. There's a space where you're inviting the other person to enter into the conversation, or maybe you ask a specific question back to them. But part of that is just seeing what the dynamics of communication can look like between you. If you tell them that you started becoming an accountant because you just loved getting to sit with your dad on the weekends as he showed you how to balance budget sheets and it just made you passionate about money, and then the person you're talking to responds with, oh, cool. Hmm, that energy doesn't match, right? It doesn't. 
And that's not to say that that person is bad or that they're not interested in you or that they're a red flag. It just simply means that they're not matching the energy or the investment that you're putting into that conversation at that moment. It's something to observe. It could be that they were in the middle of work when they texted back or they're not such a great texter. But when you hold that in your mind, okay, there was something there. Now we can just keep observing it. And so maybe you meet in person, you notice, oh, no, 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 they're totally fine. They're very expressive in person. Great. Or maybe you notice in person, "Mm, nope, it's the same. Or the next day texting, nope, it's the same. They're dry texter. They're dry responder. Good. You've collected information by being 100% you and what you expect of someone else or what you hope for. I don't want to make it seem like you were all mighty in this. This is just looking for a match, not saying that you were ways the right way or not. That's another thing. Be humble in dating. Let's not get arrogant. That's not the kind of energy we want to give off either. But when you can be 100% yourself it, it kind of gives permission to the other person to wake up from the slumber that is, you know, dating app world or wherever you're meeting someone and to be like, hey, cool, awesome. There's energy here. Let me meet you there. Yes, I am a, I don't know, random, insert random job here. And here's why I love it. And now there's this ping pong, this back and forth because you showed up with your full energy. That's one thing to consider. Another way that um, energy can be off-putting on our end when we're dating is around our expectations of another person. Please, and I say this just out of love and honor and because I, I do think some of this has been created in us and the the ways we see dating approached or talked about in our culture, but do not approach dating in these beginning stages as if they're already your committed, exclusive partner. Here's what I mean. Yes, that is our goal. That, well, (laughs) rephrase. Yes, that may be your goal. That may be what you're hoping for and would like to see if the relationship develops, But there's a problem when we already treat the person like that from day one. Number one, you don't know what their goal is. Very many people on dating apps um, or even just out and about if you're still meeting people uh, (laughs) over lettuce at the grocery store, a lot of people have no goal for dating. They just kind of want to see what unfolds and where it happens. Now, that's a little bit of a compatibility issue with you, but you wouldn't be able to see it if you were just kind of projecting onto them from day one, oh, that's, this is what we're doing. We're on our way to being boyfriend and girlfriend. That's what I expect. So that's what it is. When you hold someone to those standards before they've actually earned it, grown in relationship to know you well enough to even be able to uphold it, it just creates disappointment and frustration all around, all around. 
because now you're getting angry or resentful because they're not texting you back on time or they're not calling you before bed or they're not messaging you every day or blah, 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 whatever your expectations are. But you really got to be careful. Am I asking them to do something that is at a like official boyfriend, girlfriend level or am I just getting to know this human being and asking for basic human respect stuff like following through on what they say right but it is just not fair or appropriate for us to project onto someone else who they want us to be before they have joined in collaboration with us to be that I mean think about it on your end what if you start talking to someone let's say you meet them on an app or through a friend and um you like them, they're attractive, and you're still trying to figure it out. The next day they message you and they say, huh, that's like, it's 11 a.m. And they say, hmm, I didn't get a good morning text from you. I really do think that that's an important part of a relationship. <laughs> what? <laughs> or maybe that's too, too dramatic, right? Maybe it's something like you show up to y'all's date and it's 6 p.m. sharp because when you guys talked earlier, you said 6 p.m. And they show up at 6.15 and you are livid. This may or may not be based on a true story. You are livid because how disrespectful of them. But you don't know them well enough yet. There's so much context that you're missing, like culture, right? For example, some cultures, time is very fluid. And so it's not disrespect to be 10 minutes early, 10 minutes late, 20 minutes late, because it's more of just like, yeah, we'll meet around this time. But you guys don't have understanding around that because you haven't gotten to know each other. And so to be angry or um, assume things about their character off the bat on date one, two, or three that doesn't work. What we do need though is communication. We need to bring up the things that are on our mind so we can talk about it and get to know this person. So yes, have your preferred standards, have your um, stuff in mind that would be nice for the type of person that you want to call your boyfriend or girlfriend. But when it comes down to it in the getting to know phase, those things have to unfold over time and you have to give it chance for you to have a dialogue with the person you are getting to know a two-way dialogue not a parent-child thing where you're like pointing the fingers like you didn't do this you're bad you're and i get it if you have anxious attachment or if you have you know a personality where you do have really strong expectations or maybe a little sprinkle of control issues Someone disappointing you can feel big and huge and like like a really, really big deal. And so all this to say, let your energy that you're giving off be appropriate for the stage of relationship that you are at at the time. And allow that to evolve over time, right? So if you have already communicated something with your partner that you would well, I don't even know if I want to call them your partner at this phase. If you've communicated something to the person that you're getting to know and 
two or three dates later or two or three weeks later, they still seem to not be really clicking into that, then that's just something to, for you to observe. That's just, you know, they're not your flavor of ice cream and you don't have to eat that flavor of ice cream. I say it that way not to be silly, but to really deter us from walking around with our um, kind of judge's gavel and calling every person out there a red flag or a narcissist just because they're doing something we don't like. They might be a walking red flag, that's possible, but they're your red flag. For another person, it might not be an issue. So just like, I hope that made sense. Just get out of the judge's seat. Just think about it as, is this something I would like in my future boyfriend-girlfriend relationship? And if not, if this isn't matching, then I release you. It's okay. All kindness, all goodness. I release you to go to whoever is your match. But I'm not going to be here just trying to force you to be what I want or getting angry at you because you're not going to be what I want. The energy of unmet expectations or hidden, you know, secret expectations that I'm just waiting for you to check the box or not, all of that throws off getting to know someone and actually getting to see if there could be a connection here. So I encourage you just do a lot of self checks when you are dating. If you are in a mood or if you've got some unresolved issues from the last person that you dated that didn't end so well, or if, you, if you're just noticing cloudy or tumultuous energy inside of you, check that at the door. Before you text them, before you call them, before you go on a date, take care of that first. Because what we're not going to do is go out there acting all sorts of ridiculous and then blaming it on everyone else but ourselves. Yeah. Hard truths today. There are times where it might be about the other person. But right now, let's just start with you. You have influence over what is in your lane, what is within you, what is in your context, what you choose to engage with, what you choose to tolerate, what you put boundaries around, that's where your influence is. If you're stepping outside of your box and starting to put your little fingers on someone else's stuff or projecting onto someone else or any of that, you've gone too far, come back home, okay? Make sure your energy is in alignment with who you want to be and who you would like to have join you in a collaborative space, dating, relationship, right? <laughs> okay, that's the lesson for today. I am very curious about what stood out to you for the sparked any light bulbs. Definitely hop over to Instagram at my intimacy therapist and shoot me a DM if anything came up. That you're like, yes, this, thank you. I want to hear about it. I want to know what you're thinking. There are two ways for you to put action into all this goodness that you got today. The first one is to go to the show notes and let me get your email address so that I can send you information 
about the dating events that are going to be coming up this year. They're going to be a chance to date in a more meaningful way. These are questions and compatibility measures that are not on any of the dating apps, frankly. It's a little bit of a different angle there. And it'll include some spiritual um, and faith-based questions too that go deeper than just uh, what religion are you? And so if that's something that's been important to you and you haven't been able to find what you're looking for on the apps, let me get your email address so that I can invite you into that circle. That's number one. Number two, if you would like to work with me for dating coaching one-on-one, that is an option, especially if you have experienced purity culture and right now you're wrestling with, but I'm attracted to this person, what do I do about the sensuality and sexuality piece? I got you, let's talk, open conversation, okay? One-on-one, so that's your second choice for how to engage with this episode. It is my honor to be able to talk with you guys about this subject. I really love this subject. And with all of it, what I most desire and hope for you is that you would date in a way that allows for you and the person that you are dating to grow towards being fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. We will talk soon.